0: Welcome to Disrespectfully Agree with Oatman and LJ. I am LJ, across
1: from me. Oatman in the house. What's up, everybody?
0: In our continuing series of looking at older films to see how they hold up to today's standards, we're taking a look at On Her Majesty's Secret Service, the, the Wayback Machine, baby. The second bond we got after Sean Connery left. George Lazenby took over. This is one of those films I had heard of. My dad was a Bond fan and said this was one of the weird ones that nobody saw or liked or something along those lines. I might be misrepresenting that, but he was the odd guy out and they they got rid of him. Sean Connery came back after this for, I think, Diamonds Are Forever. And I've always just kind of meant to see it. I've heard some things here and there that there's something interesting in this. And it looks like all the Bond or most of the Bond films have showed up on Netflix recently. So I thought, what the hey? And told you to watch it. And you said, what? But you did. I did. What would you think?
1: Well, at first I thought you were a little nuts. So I was like, why are we watching an old Bond film? That makes no sense to me. But after watching it, it was quite an experience.
0: What do you mean watching an old Bond film makes no sense?
1: I don't know. I just, I mean, there are all these newer things. So I was like, why aren't we doing something newer? Why are we doing, I don't know, Bird Box or something like that? Because
0: Bird Box is called Bird Box
1: you're an awful person (laughs) so yeah I said okay you know I'll trust LJ as I do implicitly and I checked it out and and, uh, I'm glad you suggested it it was really wonderful it was uh it was just fascinating on so many levels one of the things that really shocked me when I saw this is the um cinematography I thought was beautiful I really did I thought it was shot really well for its era like what 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 year are we talking about here 1969 it came out. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought for his era, some of the cinematography was so, uh I thought fresh and vivid and, and vibrant, really enjoyed a lot of that. I was also uh really, really enjoying sort of this bond that I had never seen, who's, it's sort of a different bond and then I, I when I started reading about the the film they were saying that one of the intentions of the director was to make it a little closer to the actual novel. Mm-hmm. A little closer to Ian Fleming's uh, vision, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh I was like, God, oh, that's interesting. And uh this is just a bond I've never seen, like a, a bond in love and courting and like in a really serious way i mean he has his there's
0: a weird montage we'll, we'll get we yeah, won't get into spoilers just yet although it's an old movie but there are no some story. things to spoil
1: well i think these shows should be spoiler free anyway okay i don't think there is a, i mean it's so old
0: so let me put a thing at the beginning of it. yeah it's an old film we're gonna spoil it we're gonna talk about it beginning to end so be prepared for that
1: warning well, yeah how they how they sort of jam in a montage of there's a women montage. That he's,
0: you know. Wait, there's a falling in love montage at the beginning, like oh, in, it's the best, like in uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance oh, Kid or something.
1: There's literally a scene of them skipping across the beach.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, It was like hanging okay. out in the in, you know, in the you know garden. A garden uh, it was I beautiful.
1: So. It was a bond I hadn't really seen before. I mean, we've seen Bond fall in love and be infatuated with women, but this was sort of a, a, a different beast. I, I really enjoyed it. Also like this uh, concept of having the villain not show up until an hour into the film, almost just waiting for Godot kind of thing. And then when we finally get the villain, we get a really cool, really grounded, telly savalis like instead of you know sort of (laughs) i am goldfinger he's just really
0: and this is this is also he's playing blofeld who we've seen in other films i think after this played by much more kind of what you'd expect you know the thing that was parodied in the austin powers movies and so forth. this isn't that guy
1: no it's not this guy at all he's a real character yeah which was what i found kind of interesting i was like i and and it's funny although i'm not really sure what he wants True, <laughs> but as I'm watching it, I, I have two responses. Man, I love this. Now I see why people hated this.
0: <laughs> why do you see what? What did people? Well, hate?
1: I'm just imagining a young couple in the '60s or whatever, and they're sitting in their seat, and they've they've gotten their popcorn, and they're ready to see this. Bond film of this guy who sleeps with every woman, fights every guy, and he's this larger than life figure with these villains that have metal parts for, for arms and what, whatever it is. And they sit down and it's, you know, it's almost like an art movie. Like they're, they're,
0: <laughs> a lot of that even wackier. I mean, the, the early movies were wacky, but they, they, they got wackier, especially well,
1: yeah. in the, Roger Moore era. Which is my favorite era. Oh, boy. By far my favorite. You're era. out of your mind. Oh, by, by far my favorite era. You Jeez. know why? Why? Because I think I'm like a lot of people. My favorite- Because that was
0: your first Bond.
1: That was my first Bond. My, my first Bond, I, I had never heard of James Bond, but that's where I entered it. it he was, was my first saint. Oh yeah, that, that's
0: true. He when Val Kilmer took over, Mike, this isn't the saint.
1: <laughs> yeah, this isn't the saint at all. This is
0: not my saint.
1: But for me, that's where I, I entered Bond, Somewhere in the eighties I guess as a kid, and he was just really cool guy. He wasn't exactly <laughs> a fighter. And he did look like he could run up a flight of stairs. But-
0: <laughs> but yeah,
1: so that was my, that was my bond.
0: Even as a kid, uh, you know, I would watch the T- TNT or TBS or whoever did the marathons of James Bond stuff. And when his movies came on, I'd watch it. You know, I'd stay up till, you know, well after 2, 3 a.m. or whatever. And his movies came on. I'm just like, this guy, I don't know about this guy. Uh, he's well, you He look, looks like, he well, there, were, the, there were even as a kid, I was like, there's a clear dissidence here. There's an age problem i i don't even know what the age problem is but i know i don't like it well
1: first of there's all there's something
0: going on with him and these women that seems w- weird
1: yeah weird what's what's funny about it is he's probably what a spy really looks like he's a little dumpy he's old you know he has some contacts and he's,
0: he's too charismatic for a probably what a spy today would be but well, uh, yeah, maybe he's,
1: he's, I kid, he's a little on the dumpy side is what i the way he looked i'll put it this way to my young, African-American eyes, I saw a dumpy old white guy.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, so to me... That's what we are to you? All no, right. not
1: at all. <laughs> but to me, that's what Bond was to me. So this cool, dumpy old white guy that still managed to get women and do all kind of stuff. Like, he wasn't a sex symbol to me, when I first saw him later, as I, you know, learned more, understood what Bond was more about, you know, like when I when I started seeing the Pierce Bronson, I was like, what is this about? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I and mean, that was a, that, when I saw Pierce Bronson, the first one, Goldeneye, I, I thought, this, all right, now we're now we're talking. Yeah,
1: what's happening? This is
0: some James Bond right like, here. What's
1: happening? This guy's like. He's in shape. He can he can, <laughs> he can walk upstairs quickly. What's go, what's going well,
0: on? You missed the Timothy Dalton era, though, as well. Come on. Uh,
1: yeah, that was a weird era. I, I I thought Timothy Dalton did a real good job. For I
0: I don't I I hated. Uh, I think the first one I saw of his was I skipped the Living Daylights. I just saw I saw
1: that was License
0: to Kill first, and I hated that uh, even as a kid. But uh, I went back and rewatched Living Daylights, and and I think it was okay. I don't. It's forgettable.
1: Yeah, I thought he was fine. I thought he was one of those guys where he doesn't lift you up, but he's not embarrassing. He's a solid actor.
0: In a way, he's kind of the closest— to what I would expect from a post coming back to On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah. At the end of this movie, like a Timothy Dalton version is kind of what you might expect to see.
1: Timothy Dalton was the first guy that kind of reflected modern society of how he dealt with women and and how he dealt with other things. He's the first reflection of that, I think, in the Bond era.
0: In a baby step kind of way. Yeah, he's
1: in a baby step kind of way. He's more of a reflection of that. All the Bonds before that, you know, like in this film— Man, I was really, you know, there were a few things that shocked me. I, and I, and I, nothing is shocking to me, but.
0: In this, in this in movie. In Honor majesties Her Majesty's.
1: Yeah, Honor Her Majesty's. The way women were treated was just shocking. I mean, there are a couple yeah. of lines in here, like, where the father punches, <laughs> he punches around, and then after he's punched her out cold he says the line uh spare the rod spoil the child i was like oh that's disturbing yeah okay or or james bond comes in and he gives money penny a good old pat on the ass and blows in her ear and then when he leaves he kisses her on the lips not as a as a relationship just as a standard way of dealing with an underling
0: yeah secretary (laughs) um
1: that's (laughs) that's that's, that's a little a little disturbing then at the but, beginning but James to be, Bond to be
0: fair to the men who wrote this movie Money Penny liked it. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I get that wrong? Yeah. It's still oh. disturbing.
1: It's still a little disturbing. I,
0: uh, okay, wait a second. So you're telling me the men who wrote this did not take Money Penny's feelings into account <laughs> or her personhood. Yeah,
1: I don't think they did. When it, they
0: wrote it? Okay.
1: It was just a little disturbing, but, 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 but not disturbing in that it's a real reflection. It
0: is very it's, much of its time.
1: It's a time capsule, like if people want to study what that was kind of like, it really gives you a view into the male psyche in a way i mean even like in the beginning of this where he just slaps the woman up pow, pow, pow. I'm like, yeah wow. the woman and then they transfer right into romance i was like oh
0: huh, of course that, they do
1: that's interesting
0: so that's there's weirdly i think this movie reverberates in ways throughout the entire canon of james bond afterwards like there are things that just reminded me of later films like of course there's the world is not enough mm-hmm. on the crest there's this car chase on kind of a a windy road yeah, that's very reminiscent Christmas. of other films, including Goldeneye. I think uh, Martin Campbell who did Goldeneye and, and Casino Royale. Casino Royale is the closest we've come to On Her Majesty's Secret Service since then. There's a lot of stuff with Vesper that has some echoes here. But the first thing we see is this woman goes to the beach to I guess commit suicide to kill herself,
1: yeah but I didn't catch that I had to I had to play that a couple of times
0: the only way you'd know that is because James Bond seems convinced like I'm I was convinced he's gonna like it, if this were in reality there's a woman going out and she's barely up to her ankles and he's running out there as fast as she can to go grab her and get her out of there in the reality she'd be like what are you doing I'm <laughs> I'm just splatching. I'm getting my feet wet what what, is, what? you're I'm being abducted help um, but, yeah, she's there to commit suicide, apparently, and he, of course, knows that and saves her, but in time for some goons to try and kill him for some reason. The first third of this movie is odd. Definitely. it's The whole movie has rough edges, as many James Bond movies do, but the first third of this is kind of like out of nowhere, has nothing to do with the rest of the film until we get to the very end, really, where some of that starts weaving its way back in. But this is kind of a tale of three movies, in I, I, a way.
1: I didn't get that. I, I thought it wove me in well. Uh, especially because almost right after that we go to the hotel and next thing we know we're being picked up by the, but by, by the prospective father in law, uh, her father. Yeah. And then we get another. But this
0: s- is still the part of like the first third that is like on yeah. its own for a while.
1: We get a, we get a, no, but that ties back into.
0: It does at the very end, but it, it, the first act and the second act seem to have no connection.
1: I didn't get that.
0: The whole Blofeld stuff. I mean, he gets an answer where both is. I mean, that's what he's there well, for. But he this gets whole, that from the father. I know, but this whole plot of I need you to fall in love with, a, convince my daughter to fall in love with you, so she won't kill herself. Kind of plot. I'm like, all right,
1: I guess. Uh, Again, yeah, it's one of those things that like he literally says, "I need a man to dominate her." Yeah, I know, and make love to her to control her. But
0: here, here's where this is interesting: is it is a, it is that time capsule, as you say. But yeah. also, it's progress like weirdly progressive at parts, especially in the last third.
1: Okay, I mean, I the, that.
0: Let's. I'm going to jump ahead now. the The character of Tracy, played by Diana Rigg, who I, it took me a while to recognize. She is the matriarch of the Tyrell family in Game of Thrones.
1: Is that her? That's her.
0: She's awesome in that. And I was like, really? Yeah. When I th- when I like halfway through or third of it, somewhere during actually near the end, I missed that during the card chase. I was like, that's Tyrell. She's great. Um, She's good in this. She is good in this. But she she holds her own. Oh, absolutely. When she shows up out of nowhere in Aspen or not in the the Alps or wherever they are, and you expect Bond to be like, all right, I'm going to drive. But he doesn't. She drives. Not only does she drive, she drives them into a demolition derby (laughs) and kicks everybody's ass. True. She knocks everybody on there. She makes it through that thing. She is capable. And when there's the skiing scene after that. She does all kinds of crazy tricks, she, she like does. Bond's just going along, <laughs> yeah, and she's she's she jumping off of roofs and stuff. Yeah, it's
1: very good. Like she's
0: she's more than capable of she's, handling she's herself. She's his match,
1: and he's her match. Yeah. yeah, definitely.
0: And when she, they get married, and her father says, "I want you to, you know, obey or whatever," and she's like, "Oh, of course, father. As much as I obeyed you." <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. That's, yeah, that's a good point.
0: Uh, so there's stuff in here that I'm like, all right. Okay. Yeah,
1: some good stuff. Not right. bad,
0: but then there is the first third where Bond smacks, literally tries to smack sense into her, and then they make love.
1: Yeah, I, I yeah. thought that was particularly disturbing. I
0: thought we were in real bad shape. Yeah. That, uh, I, right from the get go.
1: I will say that this Bond movie may be out of any other Bond movie that I've ever seen. And I rarely, I don't like using those kind of uh, definitive statements, but it's probably one of the. Most meaningful endings of a Bond film I've ever seen, where the meaning actually...
0: It's probably the most meaningful.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, yeah. it's probably the most meaningful ending to a Bond film I've ever seen, where it has emotional, real stakes to it yeah. that are meaningful, and then it was funny. This,
0: this will change the character.
1: Absolutely. After that scene where he's laying in the car with her, what happens is he marries her at the end of the film, and then one of Blofeld's, uh,
0: Blofeld's driving in a weird kind yeah. of shot. Like you see him, like with a neck brace or something. Yeah, he's, he's driving, a, and yeah. then his minion is in the back seat. Yeah,
1: and one of his minions is in the back seat while he's driving along, and and shoots.
0: It's a drive-by shooting.
1: Drive-by shooting by a woman, mm-hmm. which is another interesting thing.
0: Uh, it's like a von, something bunt or something yeah, like that. The
1: German. There's a German woman in this. She actually shoots Bond's wife, newly uh, married wife. Irma Bunt. Irma Bunt, and so when he's laying there. My first thought is, okay, what is the scene going to be after this? What he's going to jump in and and go running out, but he doesn't. It just ends right there with him holding his wife, sort of measuring the loss. I was like, boy, I didn't expect that. That that's interesting. That that's one of the most meaningful endings I've ever seen in a bond. And
0: it ends with the final shot is the gunshot on the windshield. Yep. And it just ends.
1: Yeah, I said, "Wow, blackout!"
0: That, Not even blackout, but it just ends yeah. on
1: that. I said, "That is really powerful. I, I think that's really that's really kind of cool." I,
0: I. It 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 didn't hold. It, it, Lazenby's performance. People argue about this, and reasonable people can have a, a different view on this. But his performance felt a little, and and I guess you could argue that it's appropriate, but it felt disconnected. A little, mm-hmm. a little. I guess we should talk about his performance he's all right yeah he's cool but when when it comes to this not a lot of emotional performances is asked of him until that scene and
1: and part of it is and i hate to say this because it's such a stereotype but you know sean connery you can like him dislike him sean connery is an honest to god actor yeah One, one of the best to ever do it sean connery is an actor if you talk about the current one, Daniel Craig. He's an actor. Yeah. You talk about Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan is an honest to god actor. Uh, Timothy Dalton was a stage actor. He was like a Shakespearean guy. This dude was kind of a model that they took off the front of a, yeah, of a this magazine. His,
0: this was his first movie. <laughs> this is
1: his first movie. I mean, he was a he was a model, and I hate to you know cast this person on the model industry, but he's not an actor. Actor, and and it shows. Yeah, I mean, and and what's funny about that is is that. Even Roger Moore is an actor more than this. Mm-hmm. Really what they needed was this is where Timothy Dalton would have shined or yeah. where one of those other guys who could carry that weight a little better would have shined a little more. I thought B was fine for for a model, but he's not an actor-actor. I didn't think he was. he embarrassed himself. He did a solid job. But, yeah, he is a little remote in it. There are some yeah. scenes that if you had a real actor, like like Sean Connery has a, I don't even know how to describe it, but he has a way of winking at the mm-hmm. audience and bringing in. There's something you behind in. the eyes. Like there's, there's something behind those eyes that brings you in that he can say almost in the silence that Lazenby can't do. He there's just,
0: this really dull scene in this film where he's cracking a safe and he doesn't even have to do it. Yeah, he's just sitting he there just by, reading a Playboy. He's literally, his, his picks up a newspaper which magically turns into a Playboy. I don't know if you noticed. It was like, where'd the, where they came, what? Okay. And it, it, with an extra creepy factory, he, he stole the centerfold out of that thing. Yeah. looking noticed. at it, it on took, the way out. It
1: takes it with him.
0: He's, He's l- at... oogling that thing. I'm like, hmm, <laughs> okay.
1: It's, a, it's a yet, yet another, like, oh.
0: I don't know. I don't
1: know. Yeah. Okay. Mm, uh,
0: this was unnecessary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, what's cool about what's 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 disturbing about it, I should say, is okay. You see him. You see him looking at the Playboy. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can leave it there now. He has to take it he out takes with him. With him yeah. He's looking at in it as the he's in the hallway. I'm like, okay.
0: And even should he be worried
1: about spying? Or?
0: Yeah, and the camera gets a shot of it too. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, it's no. an actual centerphone in there. So
0: yeah. I'm like, okay. Uh, like,
1: okay. All right. Uh. I guess. I almost wonder, was but, that for year, was, was that product placement I or don't know
0: what it was. It, it's the 70s, man, 60, <laughs> late 60s or 70s. It's cool. But the scene is dull. I mean, no, nothing really happens yeah, nothing there. Really happens. And and he's just kind of, we just get to watch him wait. Yep. And I feel like Sean Connery or Moore or Brosnan or anybody would have done something.
1: Done something in that moment to make that mean something.
0: Or if somebody were smarter, you'd make him come up with a more clever way that would require some sort of skill.
1: To to get in there. And we also forget, and this is the unseen part of filmmaking, is that oftentimes when you have an actor like a Sean Connery, Aside from what we see him do on the screen, what sometimes is almost as impactful is what they do behind, because they'll go to a director and say, Nothing's happening here. Yeah. Let's, let's, we got
0: to do something.
1: We got to do something here, or they'll, cha- they'll change up stuff or they'll cross out lines. Oh, they'll- do
0: something? All right, I got an idea. Hold on. Exactly. What if you pick up a Playboy? <laughs> we got one in the green room. I'll just give that to you. You can look at that. What do you think? <laughs> Perfect. Nailed it.
1: So yeah, and, and that's when you have a greater actor, especially one that has more chops. And quite frankly. He's
0: the uh, youngest Bond we've ever
1: had. True. More, more credibility. Like a Sean Connery. If you know Sean Connery's reputation, he'll, he'll talk to directors and say, Hey. He'll collaborate. You can tell Lazerby wasn't collaborating on anything. That dude was reading off of place cards. Mm-hmm. There, was, there, there wasn't there was a lot of collaboration going on here. And, and you know, at this point, how could he? He's a model with no reputation. And I think, you know, Piers Brosnan, when Pierce Brosnan comes in, he can negotiate some of that stuff. And because of his experience as an actual theater person, as an actual film person with some experience in the business he's a person that not only can negotiate with a director, but actually bring something to it. You know, some of these great scenes that we see that actors do, some of that doesn't come from the director and some of that doesn't come from the writer himself. Yeah,
0: anytime you see Harrison Ford in the behind the scenes stuff, he's like half the time he's kind of semi choreographing fight scenes. Absolutely.
1: And stuff. Absolutely.
0: Uh, I remember in air force one. He was just, uh, he was getting thrown against something and he's like, okay, no, here's what you need to do. You need to really, throw my arm this way, and that's what's going to sell it. And like, absolutely.
1: absolutely. Uh, they,
0: they've got some experience, they have, they know what they're doing. And
1: actors don't get enough credit for that. Like a lot of these scenes that make, I'm a director, you're an actor. The reason that I'm a good director is, I work with really kick-ass actors, because they bring something to the stage. They're not just being directed, they're collaborating. And and this is one of those films where collaboration, I think, would have helped in some of those older scenes. You point out that scene, but there are a couple little scenes yeah, like yeah. there were. Or a a better actor could have risen it above just being uh sort of rote activity on screen.
0: I want to talk about the action scenes. Now, the it, it's backloaded. Like the last third of this thing is a block. Like most of it is like when are we getting into the action? And uh, I I like the action. And the action's good. I mean, I once it. once like as soon as he got on his skis, oh
1: yeah.
0: I was like, "Oh, here we go." Yep. And that bobsled
1: scene is outstanding.
0: Bobsled scene's good. I mean, a lot of this is, you know, special effects of the time. So it's a lot of rear yeah. projection, and that looks. Yeah. You juxtapose the rear projection with like the practical stunts, looks bad. Yeah, but the practical stunt work is nice.
1: Yeah, it, it looks almost quaint. I guess, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, you know what it looks like to me? It's funny. What whenever I see, like Roger Moore is the worst
0: example. Like, like awful. whenever, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's awful. You know what it always reminds me of? For some reason, mm. it reminds me of the Conan O'Brien show, because he would do those sure. kind of intentionally oh.
0: cheesy. Well, they would get behind the desk. <laughs> yeah, they would try to the And they'd drive out and to they the And they'd all the rear projection the, yeah, back yeah, there. Yeah.
1: It reminds me of, of that level of uh, special effects.
0: Yeah, and that thing. stuff's rough. But if you can look past that, you know, it's just to spend that kind of yeah. – It's it was the time. It's what they had. the stunt work, the uh, the fight oh, scenes, yeah. the, the going down the ski, and he gets on one ski – he loses one ski. He's going down on one ski. That's absolutely. a there's a real dude doing that stuff. Absolutely. Uh, and and, and that, you
1: got one thing that's good about Lazenby is he's a physical specimen. You can tell that dude. Is he in, throws
0: himself into those fight scenes. Yeah, you
1: can tell that dude is in shape and can work. Like, like he
0: he's a, in a Shatner esque kind of way. He just lunges
1: <laughs> exactly
0: into those fight scenes. But
1: he looks like a guy that can fight. Sure. He, he's a physical specimen. I remember. And
0: especially when he gets wet, and you can see through his blouse. Absolutely. I forgot to talk about the black, uh, you I was know, his, at, I his was, tuxedo shirts with the ruffles. You can see right through those. I things. was
1: asking my wife. I said, "Hey, babe, you think I could, I could pull that off?" She's like, "No."
0: <laughs> <I don't laughs> La- <think> to be <laughs> fair, Lazenby doesn't even pull that off.
1: Hey, I like that little skirt, that kilt. Oh well, the number, kilt's fine.
0: Yeah, but the, uh, but when he's wearing like tuxedos in the first no, third of this thing, I'm like worst. oh boy, wow, that was a a lot of his outfits in the first third. I'm like, boy, that was a that was an era. We had some. Questionable fashion uh, <laughs> judgment yeah. back then.
1: Yeah. Thought it, thought it was, uh, I thought. Miss Rig is probably one of the best. I guess I don't know if you would call her a Bond woman or not. Kinda,
0: yeah, I kind yeah, but you kind of have to. As that goes, she's like the quintessential Bond woman in a well, way.
1: I said I said like that only because when it, I say it Bond, means, it
0: usually means like something pejorative, like is throwaway woman, yeah, kinda, like a
1: yeah. Bond girl. She's in a bikini and this and that, yeah. But, but she's a character, man. She's a
0: she's no she this she's not Ursula. No, she's uh, a
1: fully formed character, and not only that, she's one of the few Bond female actors or characters where she wants things that has nothing to do with bond. Yeah. Like she's not just there to further whatever bonds. And she has a scene
0: with Blofeld that's really quite nice. mm -hmm. Usually the damsel's the damsel, but she's there kind of playing him.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Uh, And and by the way, we didn't say Telly Savalas. Great. Loved it. He's great. Loved it. I, I love from the the first entrance. The way he smokes a cigarette is off putting. <laughs> yeah, I like he enters in a light. The yeah. first time we see him, he walks through like a plexiglass doorway, mm-hmm. and then it has some light over it, and then he walks. Yeah, he's
0: coming from like the chemical. Yeah, the chemical lab, or lab or and
1: then he enters, and that entire conversation they have when he comes in there, I was like, yeah, okay. This is, this is like characters talking. The only problem was, and it's not a problem, and this is unfair to Lazenby, to be honest, but I almost envisioned the scene-
0: With a better actor?
1: With a better actor. Like, what a great actor. Yeah. They if, you,
0: if you get Telly Savalas and Sean Connery- Oh,
1: the tension that you create- Would have been great. Yeah. It's like
0: Shatner and, uh, and Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> Although, interestingly, they never had a scene together, really. What do you mean? They were shot separately. Shot well, they were always talking to each other on the view screen oh, yeah, in right. the Wrath of Khan. You're they were right. never in the same scene together. And uh, you I, forget, are correct. I forget which it was, but one of them needed a lot more takes than the other. So, like, well, I forget it was—I can't remember who I'm it was. I'm Guessing
1: that it was probably.
0: Yeah, you could guess. I—I—I I, I, I feel like I might get it wrong if I say who it was. But one of them would—they'd have to do several takes before they got to the real great performance. I
1: would, I would guess it would be R- 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 Ricardo
0: Montalbano. It might be Ricardo who needed a bunch, and then yeah. and then Shatner would just be like.
1: It it just strikes me that Shatner is kind of, it's kind of (laughs) Shatner.
0: Yeah. You don't improve on Shatner.
1: (laughs) No, it's just Shatner.
0: (laughs) He gives you the raw Shatner. Ricardo's going to get there. He has to find the moment.
1: Well, I I heard about Ricardo aside from this, like with Fantasy Island, that he was known to be a bit of a perfectionist. Okay.
0: Well, then that makes sense.
1: He was known to be very, super professional, not a guy who. Who,
0: but he wants to get it right.
1: He wants to get it right. He really cares about the product and is, makes him a bit of a perfectionist. I don't, I don't know if Shatner really had that. No. <laughs> that reputation. No. <laughs> uh,
0: Shatner, Shatner. You know.
1: Shatner, Shatner.
0: Shatner's going to be Shatner. But back to this. Yeah, to see Connery and Telly uh, right. Savalas would have been great. He said, uh, I'm out. So they had to find somebody.
1: Yeah. Hmm. I get it. I get it. And he looks great. So I get it.
0: He looks a little bit too much like Prince Charles for my liking. He's got a booty chin. It but might be. He's got the. It might be the ears.
1: But he's a good looking man. He's a good looking man. He's sure,
0: I couldn't take built. my eye off of whatever that birthmark is on his.
1: Yeah, he's a he's a '60s man, sexy, tall. Sure. Yeah, he's got that going. So I, I get it. Uh, just it, it's just it's funny. This is the one Bond film. Where it might have required a real actor. Like he would have been great and golden eye.
0: Maybe. When we get to when we get to the end of this thing, I was thinking, you know what? Of all the Bond movies, this one could go I could go for a remake of this thing.
1: Absolutely. If we took this
0: seriously and Absolute. didn't have Sam Mendes to direct
1: absolutely. it. Absolutely.
0: Somebody else like a like a Martin Campbell.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Um, this thing could work.
1: It really could. And like I said, I said to you, I mentioned this to you. This is probably one of the few Bond films because so many Bond films kind of almost feel like a standalone. They almost, you know, can live. I'd
0: probably want to keep it like a period piece too, like put it back in that era.
1: That would be great. That that would be
0: interesting. And and really ramp up, amp up the the relationship between those two. Make her e- like they they touched on it, but make her yeah. even stronger, much more clear. Uh, have make her a stronger force in the in the piece.
1: This is one of the few bonds where the first thing I said was, "I really want to see what happened in the next film." Yeah, like because something happened that irrevocably now changes him. He is from that point he is now a different human being mm-hmm. who is he now in this next bond film and i got a feeling i don't know the answer just that it probably just ignored this and, <laughs> and
0: uh, they've and, mentioned that he's been married in a couple movies since this i think he goes I well it what...
1: seems like it's a predecessor to De- to craig really the it one, does you know it seems like craig picks up from this and continues it.
0: And more. I think you could also argue the the Pierce Brosnan and Timothy Dalton versions might as well. But certainly Daniel Craig.
1: Because his was the darkest bond. Yeah. It didn't get darker than him. He was almost so dark I'm like, dude. Could you cheer up and go fight some like international terrorist?
0: Especially after Casino Royale. Oh
1: Jesus Christ, yeah. Could you Casino cheer Royale's up? Casino Royale's
0: great. But after that it's just a lot of eesh.
1: Yeah, cheers. Could you cheer up, buddy? Man. I mean, can you be a little can you be a little more Roger Moore? I mean, and just enjoy your It's re- you know
0: what it's really the Sam Mendes movies. It's those two um that are a huge bummer to me. <laughs> Like people love those things, but Skyfall's rough, man.
1: It's rough. I liked it. I enjoyed it, but it's dark.
0: It, it, it i I have trouble enjoying it. It's the thing where it it plays on homophobia with the the villain. and the the biggest sin of that movie, in a way, is the way he gets to the villain's island is he sneaks aboard. He finds this woman who's been a child prostitute. She's been abused. She's now an adult, but she's she's a slave, a sex worker. Um and uh, he sneaks aboard her boat and sneaks up on her in her in the bathroom while she's taking a shower and they make love because uh, that's what you do with people who are victims, uh, sex <laughs> victims, sex workers since they're twelve. Way to go! It, it, I got problems with that movie, Fair enough. but and that's just the there. I got other problems besides that, but that's just the biggest one. Um, yeah, those movies they're not fun anymore.
1: Yeah, it, it, it definitely misses, like I say, it misses a little Roger Moore. Like for me, people always, I know they mocked the Roger Moore movies. They were fun. Yeah, I mean, I mean and the, ridiculous, the, but the, fun. GoldenEye fun. In, <laughs> yeah.
0: in, some, in some ways, I rewatched GoldenEye recently, and there's a lot of stuff in that that is like, yeah, this is James Bond, man. Yeah. There's a lot of James Bond in this, uh, in the old school vein. There's, there's even some Roger Moore stuff mm. in that movie that's just kind of silly. Fair enough. But also action-packed and, and still a little complicated with the character. So anyway, back to this. We've gone off on a bunch of tangents. And the thing you'd have to cut out or change drastically if we are going to remake this thing is the brainwashed women. <laughs> we haven't even mentioned that, but oh, yeah. boy.
1: Those are some rough scenes.
0: That's rough, man.
1: Yeah, that was a little rough.
0: And, uh, and we're but, supposed- but it starts rough.
1: From the first introduction, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is rough. And He's, of course, what do you do with women who've been uh, coerced and brainwashed? You have sex with them. Of
0: course. Because <laughs> s- they won't tell you their name unless you do.
1: Yeah, you sexually take advantage of them. Hey, Why um, you're in love with another woman. There you go.
0: Okay. Yeah. it's
1: Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I guess that's how we do that. You
0: know, it's again, it's of the era. What are you going to do? It, it is of the era. but. To be but again to be fair there's there's Tracy who is there's something to her there there's something there that that james Bond hasn't really done before
1: yeah I, and what i I think this is I can actually say it's a good movie
0: it is kind of when I got to the end of it i'm it's, like this is I, i've got, a, got a lot
1: of reservations, but yeah. I, it's kind of good yes yeah, it's, it's a good movie I mean it has some major Red flags. And the action scenes are good. And the action scenes are good. It's like you, I think you hit it right on the nose. This film is probably most ripe for a remake mm-hmm. than almost any Bond that's been done. I think this is, we've already done. Casino and it's the Royale. one I
0: think people wouldn't be upset to to have remade. Like if you re, did remade Goldfinger, people, the internet would lose its mind. But you remake this, you're like, all right, I all guess. Right, yeah. mm, whatever.
1: I'm sure the Lazenby, uh contingent will rise up, but yeah, I think but we'll those be fine.
0: people aren't like the the angry nerd <laughs> yeah, trolls. I online. think I
1: think we'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, I would love to see this remade with a real director and a real actor, a real actor.
0: Yeah, Well, I'm not going to get that.
1: I'll say this: it's a well assembled movie.
0: Yeah, for the time. Yeah. It's pretty well done. And yeah, like you said, there's some great shots uh, in this thing. And the Demolition Derby thing was cool. Oh,
1: it's very vibrant, very lively. I, I enjoyed and, it.
0: And Diana Rigg looked like she was having a, having a ball doing that scene. It almost scene.
1: makes me wonder would Sean Connery have killed a movie like this?
0: What do you mean? Like killed it in a good way? No, or in, in a killed a bad it way. dead.
1: I wonder what a guy like Sean Connery would oh, have Oh,
0: because she's. Because it
1: because she's a stronger character? Yeah, would he would he have allowed this much stronger, mm. almost eclipsing character to develop in a Bond movie? That's an interesting question. I wonder would he have done would he have allowed that? Like she has some great lines in here. Yeah. I wonder would he have allowed that being Sean Connery?
0: Because you know how he likes to smack women. <laughs> in his,
1: in his off time. He would have <laughs> Exactly. He would have been down for that
0: scene. Like he's—he he does not. He did not back down. Nope. Nope. He—he'll double down on.
1: Every, every <laughs> now and then, you have to give a woman a little slap.
0: What was uh, it? Was Barbara Walters' interview? Yeah. He's like, "Have you changed your mind on the slapping women?" He's like, No. "Nope."
1: You did an interview in which you said it's not the worst thing to slap a woman now and then. As I remember, you said you don't do it with a clenched fist. It's better to do it with an open hand. Mm. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And no, I didn't love that. I haven't changed my opinion. That's how I do.
0: Nope, I haven't
1: changed it. Nope, nope uh, I'm really into that. <laughs> so I wonder would he have killed what made this film so good? Maybe. Yeah, I just wonder. Especially if he was Sean Connery, Sean Connery. It might have been shorter. Well, it definitely might have been
0: shorter. This thing was long. It's, like hour, it's over hours. two hours. Two 22,
1: 220 something,
0: two. something like that, yeah. yeah. It's a bit lengthy.
1: But it's a, it's payoff, though. It paid off.
0: Yeah, it does. It, it um, does pay off. As much as the final moment kind of ends with a "Oh, they're just gonna okay, well, okay," and I think it could have been executed a little better than it was. It, it, it
1: in a little clown car. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. It was a
0: little, it was like oddly half comical, but um, and then just a weird guy like a police officer shows up on a motorcycle real quick, but not concerned. <laughs> He's just like, hey, what's, you all right? What's going on? That aside, uh, yeah, it, it's a stark ending, and it,
1: it is. it.
0: It's like no other Bond movie I've seen in that way.
1: And for some reason, the way that they position the bullet hole right over her head, yeah. it really heightens it some way. It's not just that she's laying there bleeding and we don't know where she shot. It's right there at her head. Like it's point blank. No doubt about it, she's dead as soon as we see that. It's really quite arresting uh, cinematography which i mentioned before
0: yeah it's well i think it was his first job directing too really the director in that thing he, he had worked i think as an editor Oh, first. that's right
1: he had worked on other bond films yeah he'd one.
0: been an editor for a bunch of them and i think he was second unit director for mm-hmm. one or so
1: well this was a good job partner uh, I, I, this is a good peter choice.
0: hunt is the uh, director
1: this is a good choice uh you know
0: i just stab in the dark it's like i was curious
1: it was good it was good i i enjoyed the experience this is one that i'm gonna actually watch over just to catch some of the other stuff that i might have missed
0: yeah still don't know what blofeld was on about (laughs) uh there's there's a lot of exposition scenes where i'm just like wait what why are what do you what do you want is it did he is this money is that what i don't know i guess but yeah interesting interesting piece And with that, we are on the iTunes, we are on the Apple Podcast app, we're on the Google Play Music Store, we got a website, disagreepodcast.com, and we're on the Facebooks. Drop us a review anywhere you like on those. That would help get people to see the show and also tell an enemy about the show. Let them know we're here. And with that, we will talk at you next week, everybody. Bye.
1: Peace and chicken grease. Oh, no, who's Anytime the, soon. I told you who are, they, who are they rumoring that is the new Bond? Uh, uh,
0: Killian Murphy.
1: Yeah, Killian Murphy's an actor. Now you talk about you talk about something behind the eyes.
0: I mean, you know what? He on. looks a bit like LaZenby. Well, yeah, you know he's what? He's got right. some LaZenby in I him. I
1: can see a little bit of LaZenby, but he can act though.
0: He's he can an act, act though. Yeah. Hell of an but actor. he's also creepy. I don't think it's creepy he's kind of creepy i think
1: he's been creepy in some of his films. all like of his in, films like in his series he's not creepy at all
0: i've not watched the peaky blinders
1: what is wrong with you are you a communist
0: i don't like things that that suggest peeping on blinds
1: <laughs> that's not what peaky blinders what?
0: means <laughs> oh it's a peaky it's what horses do no because they wear the blinders no they're always trying to peek
1: I actually looked it up.
0: Horses are nosy.
1: You know what's funny about that?
0: These are all terrible.
1: You're wearing a Peaky. Hmm? You're wearing a Peaky. How dare you? (laughs) You're not
0: supposed to talk about that.
1: They got a Peaky Blinders because of the hats they wore, which is just like yours. Oh. And what they would do is they would hide razors between the top of the hat and the. This little the, fold here? Yeah, in the lower brim, they would put razors in that. Like right in there. Right in there. They yeah. would tape razors yeah. on the precipice of that, and they would take their hats when they were in fights, and they would throw it at your eyes to blind you.
0: Just like Odd Job.
1: Just like Odd Job. They Bringing
0: would, us back full circle. And
1: they would use that to blind you in a fight, so they called them peaky blinders, because it was a weapon they would use that stayed inside of their little peaky hats. That's called a peaky, I guess, in England of that era. Don't
0: call it a peaky. I don't like it.
1: Peaky Blinders?
0: You love saying it that way.
1: I do. I do. I love that show, though. Great hate, show.
0: Uh, okay. Great show. Is it about crime?
1: It's, no, it's not about crime. Oh. It's about a family. Now, they are, happen are they to be, a
0: crime family? No, they
1: happen to be criminals.
0: Okay. So. But
1: it's, it's not about crime.
0: But the theme is one of the predominant themes. It's crime.
1: I wouldn't say that. Uh,
0: uh, uh, All right, forget theme. It's it's the trappings. It's it's the kind of overarching method by which they tell their stories of a family, Mm, criminal enterprise.
1: I don't know. The only reason I don't describe it that way is I think it kind of misses the point. Like if people told me. That the Sopranos was it, about the mob, then you didn't see the Sopranos.
0: Yeah, but it is about the mob.
1: It really is. <laughs> it, 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 you didn't even watch it that much.
0: I did watch some of it, yeah.
1: But it wasn't about the mob. It was really about this family. And, no,
0: I got you, but yeah. But, and they happen to be. But mobsters. to say it's not about mobsters is would be inaccurate.
1: Uh, of course, it's about mobsters. Okay. But, That's my point. But the, the, the show is not about that.
0: It's, but it's about criminals.
1: Well, yeah, the characters are criminals. Okay, but so I don't know that it's necessarily about that. That's what I'm saying. You know, like uh,
0: is is Friday Night Lights about football players?
1: Yeah, but that's not what the the yeah bo- I but, know, but that's not what it's about. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. know, it's like
0: it's but it's bad.
1: <laughs> what Friday Night Lights?
0: Because it's about football.
1: Well, you know that's you know the story I have about that. No, I don't. I
0: the show or the movie the or the show. show? Okay.
1: And so I, I I was like, it looks horrible. I don't ever want to watch the show. They just have no interest in it, football. It just sounds stupid. But it stars a guy
0: with my name in it. Who's that? Isn't his name Chandler or something?
1: Oh, oh yeah, the uh, the league guy. So what would happen is I would be at home, and I would be flipping channels, and then I would stop. And you know me, when I see black people, I tend to stop. So I'd stop. That's racist? Yes. So I'm, I'm watching it, and I was like, man, this looks like a really good scene. I'm, I sit back, and I'm like, Wow, this is intense. And then I look underneath and it, it'd be like, Friday night lights. I'd be like, Oh my God, it almost got <laughs> me. I would turn it. I turned the channel. Oh my God. That Friday night lights tried to, tried to pull me in. Oh. You almost got me, Friday night lights. Sneaky
0: football program. <laughs> Not you know.
1: this time, brother. And every now and then that would happen. I would just be clicking by, see some great looking scene. Oh, this looks interesting. Another scene. What is this? And then I'd see that Chandler guy. Oh my God.
0: It's like is that guy wearing a jersey? Oh, oh, <laughs>
1: oh! They almost got me. You son of a gun! I've
0: <laughs> uh, never had that problem. Yeah, I can sense out football programming a mile away. <laughs> it's like a it's got a I got a nose for it.
1: You know, in the movie, they got one of the awesome best scenes of all. Guy walks in and he's torn his leg up and uh, he's going to clean out his locker and he's like hey you guys won the championship you're great you're going to be okay you're like yeah man I'm going to be fine man I'm cool yeah you know I'm going to be up and Adam, I'm, I'm going to be cool and he walks out and gets in the car with his uncle and then he just completely breaks down because he knows it's over mm. that all of these dreams and everything he knows that leg is never going to be the same mm. and he totally breaks down this is in the movie yeah I said "Oh, that's 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 good uh, Derek Luke.
0: Is it Rudy good?
1: Well, I don't know if anything's Rudy good,
0: but it's. What could be?
1: But it's pretty damn good. You got it's a been...
0: Jerry Goldsmith score in that thing. It won't quit. <laughs> you know, I love my score talk.
1: Oh, yeah. Nothing like... <laughs> We're going to do another podcast. It's called Score Talk.
0: Speaking of, this movie's got a pretty good score. It does. Uh, I it like does. the theme in this much more than uh, many. It does. More than most, I think.